Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Always Open. We are thrilled that you have joined us once again. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman. And today on the show, I have two lovely friends with me, starting with Mr. John Reisinger. Hello. Welcome to the show. And special guest, Andrew Blanchard. It's me. Right here. Hey. (laughs) You're here. Finding my camera. Yeah, you're right there. It was red, but now it's green because it's not on me anymore. The now gre- it's the wide. The green means it's uh, getting set to cut to you, Ooh. I think. I actually don't know. I've, I've worked here for 12 years. We're, just, we're right figuring it out as we go along. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Barbara. Your first time ever on Always Open. First time on Always Open. John, you've had a couple episode appearances in the, the first run of the, the show. The original iteration, yeah. But, is this uh, your first on the revamp? First time on the revamp. Hell yeah, yeah revamp boys. Yeah. 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 Woo! <laughs> We did it. If you're listening on audio platforms, you need we to just, see that we, awful that high five. That was the worst high five I in went history. forward as you weren't yes. ready to go forward yet, and so I just whooped it. Whiffed oh, it. I love it. Because you had such it. a great clap sync off camera earlier, did, and that I was did. just quite the whiff. That's because it's just on me. If it's just it's me, I can I can look smooth. I, I feel like we should put out the pre-show for first members of us getting ready for the show. Because there's just like so much chaos that happens beforehand. There's so many episodes of us doing a clap sync and me going to do the clap sync in the middle of the table and completely like missing Miffing one of my hands. The, yep. We, uh, the uh, part of my responsibilities here at, at Rooster Teeth is I oversee our gaming channel, Inside Gaming Now, or I manage it. Um, I say that all because uh, they have, uh, they put together, they, they record a, a roundup video each week mm-hmm. and there are so many flubs in it that they, they were able to make a blooper reel oh, of that's BK and Jack. No, BK and Blizz, Blizzbear. Yeah. Uh, um, has BK been on yet? Yes. Okay, so yes. BK and Blizzbear have been on. And Jack. And Jack. Um, we have and all the inside gaming people It's just <laughs> them flubbing and it's just the most, it's like, it's great. It's fantastic. It's it's why you love bloopers videos. It's just like wholesome giggles and that kind of thing. It's tough to read a teleprompter. It's a it, lot. It is, a, it is an acquired skill. Yes. I will say that. I remember one time you were doing something. I had to read an ad read for On the Spot. And I was oh, like so unnatural doing it. It was it was it was like from for a watch or whatever. But they didn't, but they gave me sunglasses instead. And I was like, and this watch, well, I'm all well, sunglasses, and it's on a watch. And then and then all the comments were like, it looks like someone's holding a gun to Andy's head. Because <laughs> I'm just like, on the spot being my old improv comedy show we used to do here. Um, for those who might not Wonderful be familiar. Show. Uh, we did a, a special 20th anniversary version. We did. We did. It's been on for 20 years. No. <laughs> <laughs> Feels oh, like it. No. Yes, I started Felt doing like it when right? I was when I was 18. Whoa. Yeah. Um, wow. Don't do the math, people. Yeah, yeah, watching. yeah. You can do the math. I'm old. Uh, but uh, people always ask me. They're like, you know, what's your favorite memories from it? What's your favorite moments from the spot? And it is. Hands down, without having to put a thought into it, is any time you've ever been on the show. Oh, absolutely. It is, it is 100%. Because well, it was just a train wreck. It was just, I, I would just try to derail it. Sorry. But, but it's a train wreck. I would just try to derail it. And sorry to the crew and everything. No, but that would be my goal. But you, yeah. you as a as a jokey train wreck, is yes. like is like, is like a, a just wholesome goodness for me. I, I'm someone who uh, I can't, I don't watch my own content. I don't mm-hmm. listen to my own content because I don't like me so <laughs> so i feel like that's gonna be this episode's yeah, title yeah, yeah. i don't, don't like me I've got, I've, we're, we're, we're going to therapy people we're doing therapy Work we're working progress. on each other it's we're all working. scaffolding we're all just working on ourselves yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. uh Constantly. and so i have a hard time like we do tales and tiki dragon mm-hmm. and i try to listen to the first episode of our new campaign that just released recently which had like new characters had new, new characters accents and everything and uh i was able to get through 
20 minutes and then mm. I had to turn it off. Um, but uh, I don't like watching my stuff. But if I am going to watch anything to give me a smile as I watch clips from when you were on, Thank because you. you are funny when you try and you are funny when you're not trying no. as well and not trying to be funny. I think it's Andy. just like my general aloofness. I was like, <laughs> you're just a funny guy. Shit just happens. There are people who Thank just you. have such a uh, natural comedic timing. And I think you're one of those people. Like you could say anything and just like <laughs> yeah. you just have a way about. I don't know if it's like your speech pattern or whatever it is. Like you're just oh, it's definitely so a weird speech pattern. Funny. Yeah, it's definitely not normal. <laughs> it's a wicked, embrace it's, the weird. It, yeah, it's wicked. Wicked, wicked smart voice wicked pattern. Smart. Andy's from Massachusetts. We've been, Massachusetts. Speaking of Massachusetts, we've been trying to get you on a show for the show for a few I was at, months I was, now. I was away for a while because <laughs> I think like, we, we had dinner like away. February. You know, like you want to be on Always Open. I'm like, sure. How about April? Yeah. <laughs> it's and not even April. Oh, it's, it's May, May now. now. It's May. <laughs> and then even when we tried to get you, we're like, okay, you're home now. Like, how about this date? And you're like, my dad's going to be in town. My dad was in town. The first time my dad visited me in town in like two years. Great visit. I'm curious. I, I would love to hear from we Barbara. Know. No, I'm not curious anymore. I figured that we'll out. We'll get to that. I figured that out. Uh, which, uh, yeah, by the way, uh, let's address the, the elephant in the room. You got your two bye boys. Are you hitting your bye boys My quota bye, this bye week? My bye bye yeah. Um, bye, two bye boys. Um, you worked so hard at getting him here. Why'd you want Andy here? Because I, I buy boy. reasons. Um, and, and we'll get into it on the episode. Obviously, like Andy's been a good friend of ours for a very long time and never had him on Always Open, but... You've also gone through some like very significant life changes. I didn't have a lot of sexual experiences <laughs> <laughs> during the original inclination of Always Open. But also like that was that was Barbara trying to ram fan no. and Andy's like, "Gas! Yeah. We're going. This is the reason." No, it's fine. Fuck now. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't even about that like because especially this iteration of Always Open, we definitely focus a lot more on mental health and yeah. like things of that nature. It's not always about sex no, relationships. No, no, no. So we do talk about it, of course. Joshin. But I think maybe the first iteration of Always Open, it was definitely more focused on that. Mm -hmm, so, sure. Um, but yeah, I've been wanting to get you on for a Appreciate while. Appreciate it. Yeah, I've gone through quite the transformation since like my departure here. So I've just Huge. like personal growth. A lot of things happen. So yeah, and I, I remember talking to you at the dinner we had back in February, whenever it was. Years ago, it Years seems ago, like. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you just seem like really happy. Yeah. Like more like yeah. more I just like confident in yourself. More just mm -hmm. like comfortable in your own skin. Just like uh, yeah, everything. it's just like. Uh, a mental health thing like I definitely um, I was on anxiety medication for a while I was on it was technically mm -hmm. antidepressants but they were like antidepressants kind of make you to a zombie so this is or I mean uh, uh, anti-anxiety turns you to a zombie so this is kind of something else so I'm not I wasn't clinically depressed but they gave me antidepressants to help with my anxiety gotcha and then I weaned myself off of them so I'm no longer taking them but I'm still feeling the positive effects that that had mm. on my internal whatever brain which, whatever network but yeah which that can be a goal with yeah. mental health ed uh, medication where it, uh, one of the goals can be to eventually I get I didn't want to be dependent yeah. on medication. It's like, I'm not like weird about medication. Like obviously it's a wonderful thing, but it's just like, I just, I don't know. Well, I've heard from other friends who've um, gone on medication and have there's since like gone a, there's off. A, there's a stigma towards it, I guess, but it's it's Definitely. waning down now. It's like, you know, modern days, but from and again, back, it was like- Nothing wrong with having to be on medication. No. Mm -mm. I think like All there we, is and, a huge and, stigma and seek, towards seek it. Seek help. Absolutely. Whether it's your friends, professionals, family, whatever. If you can't feel like you can find your friends or family, go to somebody professional. That's their job and they'll do it for you. It's like, it's great. Also, like if medication helps you feel mm -hmm. like, you know, you are able to function a little better, mm -hmm. you're able to cope with things a little better, nothing it's wrong like, with it. I'm still in touch with my family therapist. Like I've had a family yeah. therapist when I was like seven because my parents went through divorce with the whole thing. So I went there almost every single week. And wow. then I still call him every once in a while. And like, he's been gracious enough to like recommend me. That's who I 
contacted a few years ago when I was like, hey, I'm going through some episodes here. And he goes, couple like 10 years ago, I would not want you on prescriptions. But now that like the advancements of medicals, uh, mm. science and stuff, it's really, really good. And I re recommend this medication for you. I can't, I can't prescribe it, but I'm going to recommend somebody who can. And that was a pro bono call. And so it was just a question about that, mm -hmm. I guess, just because like I and this is me just being ignorant on the subject. Mm -hmm. But are there certain situations where it's like if you do go on medication, it kind of alters your brain chemistry in a way where you could see through the clouds in a sense. And like maybe that opens your eyes to some things and like you could then go off the medication is like, is it something like that or is it something that you have to? Keep I think up that with? was part of it. It definitely made me have a different mindset on things. Yeah. And it definitely made me see things differently and experience things differently. Like I used to fret over the littlest things like terrible, like retching, gagging attacks. I mean, wow. I still have it sometimes, but it's like whenever John would have me on the spot, love doing it. <laughs> But I would always like be in my car, like, 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 freaking, like, how am I? Get, what if I make some? What if I sound stupid? I always did, but it was for the benefit of the show. But what if I made something <laughs> stupid that didn't benefit to the show, or whatever? Like, and I just always like, and whenever I'm in the moment, I'm fine. Yeah. It was always the anticipation. Oh, absolutely. It was always the anticipation. And I, I think that's and it was like little things, nutshell, like right? any any break of the norm. Like I have to go to the doctor's today. I gotta go to the post office. Something as mundane as that. Yeah. I'm just like my, I'm like I'm like I'm shaking about it. Yeah. Like even coming to this for today. I was a little anxious, but it was like a normal amount of anxiety. Like I'm perfectly fine. Right. As soon as I yeah. was in the office talking to John, talking to Barbara, seeing people, I was like, I'm good. A level of anxiety that you're able to function through. Exactly. Functional anxiety, which I think is normal. Absolutely. The people who don't have any level of anxiety, I question that. Well, they're I aliens. Go, they're, I go, what? That's, how? That's how? not how things work. <laughs> I have anxiety every time we do this show. Well, Literally yeah. every single time. Yeah, I think it's, it is a... It's a difficult conversation to have about anxiety because anxiety is a human emotion. Anxiety yeah. is a normal reaction to have things. Anxiety is something that everyone experiences. It's the level of intensity that that anxiety has yes. over you and the level of control that anxiety have, has over you, which then escalates it to the level of like, you know, you know, a uh, uh, diagnosable, you right. know, mm -hmm. uh, constant What you're talking about is something that that was... You had no control over. It mm -hmm. was debilitating to your it was ability to function. I wouldn't. Yeah, I couldn't do my normal job duties. And the fact yeah, that you were getting just, sick. It was, I was literally. I was sick. literally getting physically sick. Yeah, like, which which I I I share similar experiences mm -hmm. of. I've I've dealt with, uh, you know, uh, anxiety and depression. Yeah, and my it just it just life. comes to like a yeah. stage frightness, I guess. But like once I'm here talking to friends, I'm good with it. But it's just the again, it's just all to the anticipation because I've been doing content since I don't know the last twelve years, like putting myself out there. So it's just coming to terms with it's just like it's just trying to deal with my anxiety. And I feel like I finally overcame it. I think also just the realization that it's something that helps me with my anxiety at least from time to time. Sometimes it's like too much to deal with, and I have to just like go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um. But just remembering like the only thing that exists is this present moment. And because my anxiety comes from spiraling into scenarios mm -hmm. and to like always come up with the worst case scenario. Maybe there's head. a person doing this or maybe this is going to happen when I do this or maybe this person thinks this of me and blah, 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 blah. Like, what if, what if, what if? And it's mm -hmm. always worst case scenario mm -hmm. that I'm thinking of. And I was like, well, the only thing that exists is this present moment. And also, what if I just altered my brain to think best case scenario? Like, what if this goes amazingly? What if people love this? What if this works out really well and it's just so hard to train your brain it is difficult because again i always go to the worst case scenario yeah because same. then i don't because i feel like then i don't set myself up for disappointment but then i'm going through what i probably would have 
if it did fail, but it, but I don't know if it is going to, but I'm still going through that with the anticipation and then of if like, it, it could go bad. If it does go the way you're anticipating it going, which is bad, then you're having to deal with that twice. In, internalizing it by yourself or whatever. Instead of just with dealing it. with it when it, mm-hmm. when it happens, exactly. if it happens. Exactly. What, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think you used a very smart word there where you said uh, it's a level of, uh, you have to train your brain Mm -hmm. to not do the things it wants to do that (laughs) are bad. Uh, And I think uh, while there's a lot of that can be said about the benefits of medication and the benefits of uh, outside help and that kind of thing, which all should lend towards the process of you having to retrain your brain certain things. Uh, I was having a level, I was having debilitating anxiety for a while. Uh, I, well, for a while there. I still have debilitating anxiety <laughs> so constantly. It is an ongoing process. Ongoing, yeah. um, But I go to therapy and I was talking to my therapist one day and I was, t- I was expressing to him how much I was frustrated that I am unable to live in the moments of tranquility or good or enjoyment because my brain would go past those already ready and would go this will end your nice little moment you're having right now is going to end and you will feel bad afterwards so don't get used to feeling good right would now. it ever do the opposite for you what of like you're going through something bad and your brain going don't worry you'll get through this oh, no, 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 no 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 why would it do that because it's a bastard yeah and i i expressed it to my therapist in one session where i was like uh because i I, I telehealth uh, therapy, and so I often go for walks. I go for walks and talk well, to my talk. therapist. That's yeah. nice. Uh, I found that I talk more in a more relaxed way uh, when I'm walking, and there's a little bit of a like you something other I'm doing. things to focus. Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So I told him I was like, I hate that right now. It's a beautiful day outside. This clouds are gorgeous. One of the only things Texas has going for it is we have pretty skies. <laughs> um, during the summer, this place is unlivable. Um, oh, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, turning it's a hellscape. It's a hellscape. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I told my therapist, I'm like, I'm mad that I'm, I, I, you just I can't enjoy the I day. can't enjoy the moment. Yeah. And it was, and we've gone through a process, him and I have like, just hi, that, what you were saying, like, what if you did enjoy the moment? What if you gave yourself permission? Like, you actually have to like uh, speak that to yourself. Yeah. You know, you have to coach your own self. Like, no, what if you know, you could enjoy this moment? Like, take it, you know, document it, ground yourself and that kind of thing. And so that's been an ongoing process of me being able to even enjoy nice things because my brain stopped me from being able to enjoy so nice things. So why can't we have nice things? Yeah. Game, right? All uh, in a nutshell in your brain. Yeah. Um, well, appreciate you guys sharing. Um, I feel like a lot of people watching will be able to relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if you have a question about anything... For us on the show, anxiety, depression, anything like that, we're always happy to talk about that. You could email us, always open at roosterteeth.com. We do have some questions as well that we'll be getting to a little later on from that email. Um, I want to start with a little icebreaker question. Sean. And I thought it would be perfect for you guys because uh, (laughs) I got my bisexual boys here. Um, (laughs) What is your favorite drinking vessel? So there's like mug, <laughs> what a cup. Phrasing. What a phrasing. <laughs> mug, cup, glass, ceramic, plastic. There's bottles with straws. There's like big water bottles with a big opening. What's your fa- what's your drink vessel of choice? It depends on the drink, honestly. <laughs> oh, okay. Water, I have a big like juggalug that I just fill like that's like I don't know how big it is, but I drink like two or three of those a day. It's just a big water bottle I just bring to the gym. I just drink out of that. Is constantly. there a straw in it? No straw. I don't like straws. Never have, never will. I'm not a straw boy. <laughs> there okay. it is. Don't that's come the, at me with a straw. Opinion. That's the opinion. <laughs> straw. Don't come I, at me with a straw. Whenever I get whenever I get a drink in a straw, put it down on the napkin. Wow. And then the test is if I get a refill, if they're if they're uh, if they're Noticing? observant, yeah. sometimes Don't they won't it. they won't give me a straw the next time. But sometimes they do, and it's like, okay, you get twenty, not twenty five percent. 
Just kidding. Just because <laughs> they inconvenienced you ever no, so much. Joking. No, but yeah, it's just little things like that that are nice. But um, water out of a big jug like that. What coffee? Coffee. Uh, well, I just got a new iced coffee maker. So a glass like this, yeah, nice for iced coffee. Uh, or just a standard, a standard mug. I don't like big fancy mugs. I don't have like. What's I have a, like. What's, wait, what's a big fancy mug? One that looks like the Death Star, obviously. That's gigantic. <laughs> Naturally. I have one of those. Naturally. That's yeah. the good China. <laughs> I love it that uh, that uh, Andy, being a big old nerd, uh, loves nerd stuff. Big Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. my Andy. Um, but I almost uh, wore my Captain America Hawaiian shirt. But I was like, that's <laughs> oh, too much. Oh, no, that would have been great. And Next time. Next time. You're, you have family that doesn't enjoy those things as Ooh. much as you, but knows you enjoy them. And so what you end up getting is just the most terrible, that's one thing I need to... licensed, like, tchotchke it's stuff. Like, like, mom saw that there was a Darth Vader spatula, that's... and you're like that. Here's the thing. I, this Darth Vader spatula, it's a real thing, <laughs> but I have. It's Darth Vader spatula. <laughs> the handle is... Darth Vader's lightsaber hilt with all these like greebles and things on it. It's oh, just yeah. so uncomfortable to hold. Oh, ooh. It's got it's, all the little little bits and bobs yeah, on it's it. Just like, like the buttons and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. it's just so, and it's like hard plastic. So, it's just not comfortable. I mean, to be fair, how, how long are you holding a spatula? Ah, just, you, want, you want to be able to like, you, you know, still use it want like a good rubber made, good grip. Good, good grip. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's nonsense. And like, I'm an adult. I love Star Wars, but I don't need a Star Wars toaster, a Star Wars. It's like, just give me a regular. An adult. Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> going out of business. Go now. Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, <laughs> coffee maker or whatever. Just something generic and normal. Yeah. Blaine broke one of my spatulas once. Uh, how am I not surprised? <laughs> In what context? Yeah, the context was that were bl- they cooking at your place? They were cooking at my place. They were cooking a Chris Damaris concoction. As, and, as usual. And Chris, they were they put too much ingredients in a in a bowl for like they were. What were they making? They were making. Was it a uh, pumpkin pie? It was, it might've been the pumpkin pie. And so I they might've been working on like the uh, crust or something. Yeah. And they had too much he dense was using materials. a spatula to mix? To mix. He was, it was fine. But he snapped. Really, like, it wasn't. It, well, it wasn't because the, he was like, it was like mixing cement and he just snapped off the thing. <laughs> Did he replace it, it for you? We got it on camera and everything like that. Did he get you a new one? No. It was a, it was a cheap old one. So he owes you a spatula. Doesn't he care. does he, owe me he a spatula. He owes me a spatula. It's a whole spatula. Well, but. now that we know what your favorite spatulas to use are, John, John what's do you your have favorite a, a spatula? favorite drinking vessel? <laughs> my favorite. I, I feel like there should be a good answer for this, but I can't really think. I do love. I went ahead during the pandemic when we were all buying things to give us serotonin. Uh, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. bought good times the the red Pizza Hut glasses. I was gonna ask if oh, you the plastic the, ones, the, like cups that have almost like a texture to yeah. them. Yeah, it was like a stained glass. Type it of says yeah. like I think stuff, it yeah. might say Coca Cola on it. Yeah. Um, and so I have those at my house. So it's either those or it's my Alamo Draft. The Alamo house. cups are nice. Before Ooh, pandemic, Alamo Draft House used to put out uh, with uh, the MCU releases or Disney movies Star or Wars Star Wars. Too, yep. They would have printed. You know these kinds of pint glasses, but they were printed with fun little stuff on them, and and we would get them. They don't do them anymore. Don't put them through the uh, washing machine. They do not do well. <laughs> they, get, they get faded like this. Like yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, this used to be like a nice glossy fixture texture, yeah. like the Alamo ones. So I tried to hand it wash comes them. Comes off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a mug that Aaron Zek actually gifted me. Oh. Um, it is a mug that has like it's white with like these beautiful floral patterns on it, and on it it says I might be high. <laughs> that's cool and i just like it that's awesome i just think it's such a cute mug and then i also have another one um you know the uh uh artist sarah sanderson she has those comics of like 
It's black and white. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. You, you've about. definitely seen them. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of like cats yeah. in it too. Um, she also sells like merchandise, including mm-hmm. these mugs that have like, oh, like I'm feeling great today. Time to have my morning coffee. And then like it shows this chart of anxiety spiking. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, wait, no, wait, stop. And it just goes around the mug. <laughs> so great. My favorite one. But That's I like me straws. after more than two cups of coffee. Anxiety comes back. I know. Just got to have no more than two. It's my cutoff. That's a good. That's a good amount. Yeah. Actually, if I were to give my answer, my favorite g- g- cup, right? Uh, drinking vessel. Drinking, drinking vessel. Drinking vessel. Thank you. Is I have I have gone full dad, and I'm poor dad, so I like to do dad things on a budget, and so now I'm all about going when I go to the gas station. I go in the gas station, and, and I get you the, reuse Gatorade bottles for a month. The, I get the, the big biggest, gulp. biggest Diet Coke possible. And that is my little treat to myself to have a little soda and it's a little soda. It's like a bucket <laughs> of soda, say, a barrel of but soda like, to talk about things like, you know, I'm constantly seeking things to give my brain a little bit of a spike of serotonin, sure. a little bit of a little bit of niceness in my day because I have so much that makes me sad and anxious throughout the day. So I try to interject moments like that. And so I, I treat myself to a little a little Diet Coke and it's like two dollars. It's like right. to get like to get just this of Diet Coke is two dollars and I love it. That's me. How much is a is it bigger than those like liter bottles or two liter? Are they two liters? It's not as big it's, as a two liter it's bottle. It's big. Does it fit in a cup holder? It does because it has the little narrow bottom <laughs> yeah. part, uh, but then it like mushrooms out yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, America. Yeah, exactly. The child size. <laughs> Uh, you could, yeah, you could fit a child. A, child, in a, a liquefied child could That's be in this cup. Everyone needs to have their own little vices. You don't want to have too many vices. You want to have a certain Wait, how many amount. is too many vices? <laughs> you're you're getting close. That's for you to determine. You're Andy. getting close, okay? Um, I don't I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't uh, uh, gamble. I don't do any of those. So I'm like, I get to have Diet Coke whenever I want. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And that is your right. That is my right. <laughs> and there's like no calories. There's something that does something bad to you. But yeah, there's, yeah, no, there's sure. no sugar. Sure, sure. That fake sugar. What matter. isn't bad for us these ah, days? Everything is bad I do that for with, us. Like, well, I do that. Like if I go to Whataburger, I'll drink out of like a styrofoam Whataburger cup for like two days. Just fill it with water. Yeah. I'll hold on to that. <laughs> That's probably away. not good. But do you, do you use the straw? I think we no. Use, throw uh, it away instantly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for the insight. There you go. Uh, let us know what your favorite cup is. Drinking Everyone's vessel. got a favorite mug. That's exactly. an answer everyone has. Well, there was an episode we um, put out recently. At this point, it's going to be months ago. Um, asking what people's favorite fonts was. And people people had opinions on their favorite <laughs> font. All right. We got to know. That's stupid. It's just silly questions. Um, Impact. It's a good font. No, at, at always open with your with a picture of your favorite mug. Everyone wants to share their favorite mug. At always open with that. Thank you. Absolutely. Favorite drinking vessel. Um, well, I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about something that you both have experience with, if you are comfortable talking about it, as much detail as you're comfortable with. My favorite plate. But <laughs> um, both of you in recent years, John, of, of way, not way back, but like a few years before Andy, yeah. mm-hmm. um, both of you have recently come out. Yes. John um, knew before a lot of people. That, that you. Was, yes. That, that you. you were yeah. not straight. <laughs> I thought you were saying John knew he was queer before a lot of people was like, I think I did. I think you yes. knew before. <laughs> um, so I would love if you guys would kind of tell the stories of you realizing that you weren't straight and like the process of coming out and how that all went down for you. You don't sure. have to go into too much detail, whatever you are comfortable with. I don't mind. With. It definitely was like middle school, high school when I realized like, oh, I'm not 100% straight. Like I was like... I'm like, nah, 70, 30. Yeah. And now I'm like, and then like college, I was like, nah, 60, 40. And, is, now, and is they're there, talking about, you're talking about like a, a attraction to, to 
uh, male, female, female yeah, that yeah. Kind so of thing. I was yeah. definitely, I was definitely like 70, 30 straight. Okay, well now it's 60, 40 straight. Now I'm like, now it's 30, 70 the other way. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so it keeps Probably. kind That's of... That's a shift. Yeah. It depends on the mood. Would you, do you have like a preferred label for yourself that you kind of identify I honestly with? don't really care about labeling. Okay. It's just like, I'm just, I guess bisexual, but I'm just like, it changes by the day. It's just yeah. Like, whatever. It's Absolutely. like, I'm just, I guess fluid, I guess. Yeah. Well, there's, it is a spectrum. There's, yeah. There's lots of fluids. There's, <laughs> there's <a> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 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 but um yeah it's just like i definitely was like in high school like not getting a lot they didn't have a lot of girlfriends didn't have a lot of this so i would just go home and i guess just like watch porn and i was just like I, I, more more times than not it would just be men yeah and i was just like oh this is kind of cool what <laughs> but um and then it's just like i kept it to myself for years i internalized it even through college internalized it even through starting at rooster teeth in 2016 i was still internalizing like like well yeah like 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 inside i'm like oh i'm probably gay or i'm bisexual i'm not straight but everyone else assumes i'm straight or because i'm not open about it yeah not always open about it um thank you (laughs) that's why we do a freeze frame (laughs) yeah thank you um but I don't know. It's just, and now I just, I think it comes to post COVID getting into uh, talking about earlier, the anxiety medication and coming to terms with myself. And I just, it made me a lot more confident because I don't know if it was cowardice or I don't want to say that, but it's just like, I just felt like I didn't feel comfortable, I guess, in my own skin. Yeah. And it just came to terms. I'm like, and then I just, I think it was by visibility week or day or whatever, a couple years ago, I just made a tweet. Mm-hmm. I guess that was me coming out to like the internet. John knew, a couple other people knew. And I believe but, you also in that tweet said like, I am still figuring things out, but yeah, I just know that like, I, I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not a hundred percent straight. And even yeah. then I wasn't even acting on it. Like I, like it took me, God, I don't know. It's like last summer was when I really started like hooking up, like dating, actively going out and meeting people in person and hooking up as opposed to just doing like virtual stuff, which kind of like, that was like, easing my way into it was sure. like virtually doing stuff but i was like i need some real connections i can't just be inside doing this i just I, and i and i felt like it was still felt like it was my little secret and yeah. i felt like screw it i'm just gonna go all out and i think the first people i came out to like in person besides john um was i was, I was already dating a guy for a little bit mm-hmm. and then she came out to him i came out to him <laughs> I'm like, hey, by the way, this might hey, seem weird. So you know. This might seem weird. <laughs> and he was, was shocked. shocked. Yeah. Oh my Could god! Not believe okay, it. this isn't gonna work. It was then. a weird first date. <laughs> it was only into straight guys. It was weird. It just wasn't. It's a yeah. weird fetish. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Um, but uh, it was Michael Lindsay. Like they were. Yeah. They had. They were in the area. Like, hey, can we stop by? I was. I think I was out of town for a bit, and I would just come back. Well, they've been like some of your best friends. For... Oh, they were. They're, they're essentially family at this yeah. point. So, um, it's. It was weird. It's like I just I was just like we were just shooting the shit. They were in like my kitchen area. I was just talking. I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm like I'm seeing and sleeping with a dude. They're just like, cool, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that was that. And then did it make it like the more people you told, did it make it easier and easier? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. There's still some people in my family that still don't know, which is weird. Is this gonna be okay? That this I don't, is okay. It's fine. Okay. I don't think they'll see it. If they do, whatever. I'm not. I, again, I'm not hiding from it. I'm just not always open about it not, not to go back to title but i'm just like i'm literally like so there is, we have this yeah title, it's yeah. like I, I i i'm tired of hiding behind it so i'm not doing that i'm just not like shouting it from the rooftops to people it's like yeah you can figure it out or you if you ask me i'll tell you but also yeah but, it's, it's your 
life yeah, exactly. to live. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to, like, we don't need to get into it, but, like, my mother was like, you got to tell your father. I'm like, nah, I don't need to. I'll tell him what I want to. She's like, you got to tell him. And I was like, nah. But the thing is, I always wonder, it's like, why? Yeah. You know? It's like, it, and we could get into it. We have actually a very relevant question sure. to that. Um, but I think, like, there's some instances in people's family or friend circle or whatever it is where if they tell this person something like that, mm-hmm. um, it'll ruin that relationship. Sure. And like, which luckily you know, so, I haven't had that yet. I haven't burned any bridges because of it that I'm aware of, at yeah. least. Except for John, he it took a while for me to get over. John, it took a while, John, it to get over. It took him a bit. <laughs> I'm um, still trying to accept it's, you. It's fine. Just you know, he doesn't like me touching him. <laughs> get up. <off>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm just like I'm just not hiding from it anymore. It's just like yeah. Well, it's, just, I, it's just who I am. It's just like I'm tired of again hiding from it i just want to go out and do my own thing and live my life because it's like i don't want to let love pass me by right and i felt like i could have been doing that like i felt like love or life love or life it's like i was 30 when i first started dating men and it's like and that's probably something i should have been doing in my 20s well i also think like and i felt like i just like i don't know not not wasted i could have i could have been you could have been but should I, have and is like, could have covered in shame. Exactly. And I felt like I'm <laughs> kicking myself for not, I guess. But I don't know. Because it's like, I feel like I'm playing catch up. I'm like, and now I'm, I just call it my dirty 30s. Like I'm doing stuff that people should be doing in their 20s. But I'm just like, eh, whatever. Here's the thing. And we talk about this on Always Open all the time. There's no timeline for sure. things. And I think like the, it, from what my perspective is for you, this mm-hmm. is me mm-hmm. from an outsider. You, it, I feel like everything happened at the right time for you. Like it took you to a certain point to be Mm -hmm. comfortable in yourself, to be comfortable with who you are. And then you started, you know, going out slowly and and doing things. Yeah, it was definitely in waves of me. And I think if you, you know, that's your path. And that's like the way Mm -hmm. I think it works well for you. And like to be like, oh, I should have been doing this in my 30s or I feel like I wasted time not doing it. It's like, that's fair. Yeah. But also you still learned about who you were in your 20s. You still had life experiences that made you who you are today. That's true. So, yeah, yeah I, I empathize with that a lot because I have a lot of wasted time in my head sure. of wasted years and that kind of thing. For sure. Again, something I deal with in therapy to try to forgive myself of that um, because it's not a it's not a helpful feeling no. to regret time that's gone. That's yeah, the, yeah really, I, just, I, I just I just regret not can't change it because I, I, I felt like i was again internalizing it and i was like sure. struggling with this by myself when i when i was like stupid you could have told your friends and your family and sure. they could have supported you a long time ago but, but again didn't. I, I i didn't and i wasn't i don't know and just, that's i mean that's just the way it is yeah <clears throat> you know the truth is thinning hair is not only common it's completely normal and going through it can feel lonely and frustrating but with neutrophil you don't have to just accept it you could do something about it Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement that has been clinically shown to improve hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage for men and women. All you have to do is take their hair health wellness quiz to get your personalized plan for better hair growth through whole body wellness. I've been taking Nutrafol for a few weeks now, and I could already see the difference. The quiz was super easy to do, and I got these pills that I just take every single day with my vitamins, and my hair feels thicker and fuller and more healthy and just wonderful. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OPEN. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use the promo code OPEN. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OPEN. 
Hey everyone, we wanted to take a moment to remind you that RTX 2023 is happening this July 7th through the 9th. Join us this summer for a very memorable weekend at our Camp for Indoor Kids. It features over 15 live shows, special meet and greets, exclusive parties, fun panels, and so much more. With guests ranging from your favorite RT groups like Funhouse and Achieve a Hunter to friends like Therapy Gecko, the Super Carlin Brothers, and new rock stars, RTX 2023 is an event you won't want to miss. Badges for this three-day fun fest are available for as low as $55. Thank you guys so much for listening once again to us talk about RTX. We're just so excited for the event and to see all of you guys there. So head over to rtxaustin.com for more information about the event and to buy your badges. See you this summer. But well, proud of you. Thank you. And like I said before, you you seem like so much more happy and comfortable. Yeah, I am. Like, like just like it, this is you. Yeah, it's definitely like a confidence thing right yeah. now. Like I'm just like, you know, we were talking about earlier. I do wish I could be a little more metrosexual with my attire <laughs> because I still dress like the straight boy from Cape Cod. <laughs> you did say that right before the what, episode. T- 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 tell, me, tell me why you feel like you you should not look that way. I mean, I just, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind a wardrobe change every once in a while, but I feel like I've been dressing the same for the last 10 years. And I was like, I could use some kind of yeah. revamp okay. in the makeover. wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. I would like, like, I need like a queer eye for the queer guy. Queer eye for the queer guy. <laughs> Which they do. A queer, queer eye, they have plenty of people that are, yeah. are, are yeah. queer on the show. I think they just call it queer eye now, It's just right? queer eye. Yeah. Um, we could make some calls. We need yeah. to do that. See what happens. Uh, yeah, okay. Then I just wanted to make sure because I didn't want it to be some sort of like a uh, external force you felt was pressuring you no, to look no, a certain it's, way. No, it's 100%. And like, I, I just but want if it's to, if you feel like it would yeah, help your. Yeah, it's like, you know, graphic tees, flannel shirts. I'm over it. <laughs> As we cut to you in your graphic tee and flannel shirt. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, that, that's all. I want to make sure. Yeah. You know, because I, because I. Uh, one of the struggles that I've had growing up as uh, a closeted queer um, and now not a closeted queer Mm -hmm. uh, was uh, there is, especially my era of growing up, which you guys share a lot of those years with, is the representation was so limited in media, which is where I found, you know, stories to compare my life to or to live my life through and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, whether through books or TV or movie. It was so limited in queer representation that when queer representation was involved, it was only a certain flavor of queer. Yeah. Um, and so, and that and that has been a a little crack that has slowly opened and is just now in this era of 2023 getting broader, but it's still so narrow compared to the full spectrum of everyone that makes up that wonderful little rainbow flag that we yep. live in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I uh like i'm all you saw on tv and the movies was a lot of uh gay men that was the that was the most initially common thing hardly any bisexual male well yeah representation it was very yeah, well it was either it's, gay or straight it was yeah. gay or straight and there was it was women though i feel like there was more bisexual representation in well media. because that's because it was men led all those studios right and that's what yeah, absolutely see, so. absolutely yeah. um and so you saw mostly gay men, which that was hard for me to fully connect with because I don't I don't consider myself a gay man. Dicks are icky, right, Tom? <laughs> dicky. They're dicky. <laughs> They're not attractive, I'll say that. So that's where I differ. I know, and you differ, and that's and that's where it is. Um but I don't think genitalia so I don't think genitalia in general is actually uh uh attractive. Again, agree, disagree. Yeah, yeah, that's me, and that's me. <laughs> um I like everything of waist up. All that, that's great. But like waist, it's all sea monsters. Actually, I'm a butt guy too. Never mind. Right. I, I like asses. Asses are great because they're just a nice little round, beautiful object. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, 
so you saw that, and then it was it was like you only saw a certain flavor of gay. You know, it was, it was often the, the 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 club scene gays or the more flamboyant, the stereotypical, and the the fashionable gays. And I am a quiet little introvert, yeah, who is a little nerd who likes comic books and uh, being at home and uh, that kind of stuff. And I just never saw. That, because like that's a very specific version of person. Again, also no bisexual. Was I didn't see a bisexual that was like that. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, really. Well, yeah, and that I, was part of what well, my I went to high school. I probably because I don't think they taught us that in sex ed or anything. No, because orientation. This yeah. this uh, acceptance of the spectrum of it all mm -hmm. is a fairly new concept on in in a not only on, on like an outside the LGBTQ community kind of perspective, but even internally, there's been like, you know, discord internally in the LGBTQ community of like by erasure mm -hmm. and inclusion of other, you know, parts of that flag, whether it's the trans individuals or it's asexuals or anything like that, you know, it's, it's so it, it wasn't something that like, I'm a very naive person. I grew up in a very naive upbringing. I, yeah. I, had, I had a religious background. Mm -hmm. I had a conservative background. Same. You know, I, I lived in a very safe religious white suburban life is what I, I lived. Safe for straight people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I lived a very sheltered version of that. Very vanilla. Yeah. And so when I came to, you know, feeling those feelings like you were describing of being like, well, am I not straight? That kind of thing. It was confusing to me because I say, I phrase it this way. No one told me bisexual was an option. Yeah. No one yeah. told me. Cause it was like, it was either gay or straight. Mm -hmm. And then, and then there's a bunch of other weirdos. That's yeah. kind of how it was portrayed. So if Take you're feeling fish. for both, you're yeah. just like, what is, yeah. what am I? What is but going I was confused on? is what I was. Yeah. So that was a, uh, that, that, I don't know where I was going with that, but that well, was, well, no, tell it's us just about a constant state of confusion. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about also like you coming out and like when you felt comfortable to do that and like that process for you. Cause that also was in your thirties, correct? It was in my thirties. Yeah. It was in my thirties. Uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up with a religious upbringing that was very, uh, like I said, conservative, uh, traditionally minded. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I have very specific instances that I might, I don't think my parents meant to do this, but they're like, not much. I don't want to just call it to my parents, but the community we, we, we were involved in made, you know, reactions to instances of seeing like men holding hands, walking down the street mm -hmm, sure. that programmed into me, that was bad. Um, but also there was plenty of other things that growing up in a religious world was programmed to me to just think is carte blanche bad that I realized I'm like, oh, it's like, that's not, that's not the case. Like, yeah. uh, you know, alcohol is not just inherently bad. Uh, being gay is not inherently bad. You know, even sex, sex was told to me was bad. Mm -hmm. um, and so that created a very uh, unhealthy relationship between me and all those desires. It's almost as if when you try to uh, suppress people's feelings and thoughts and emotions and identity. They really uh, lean into it. They, or they really want to rebel. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm saying that, yeah, lean into the rebellious. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't, and and uh, I, I I got into, I rushed into a marriage when I was younger as well, because that was also what was expressed upon me, or at least that's what I, I had taken in. Did you was, have premarital sex at all? No, did not. Okay, yeah. um, we, like, I, I, like, we fooled around a little bit, but I, it was a- uh, uh, Then you had to do the Hail Mary and the Rose of Beads after each- That's Catholicism. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Which one were you? <laughs> did you say the Rose of Beads? Whatever. <laughs> So much I know. <laughs> Rosary beads. There you there go. You go. There That's you it. Go. Which one were you? Um, Episcopalian? Uh, uh, just non-denominational Christian. So a little bit of like Southern Baptist with a little bit that of liberalism That sounds like the bisexuals there. of Christianity. They don't know where <laughs> they fall. Um, 
And so I rushed into uh, a marriage because I thought I needed to. I thought I needed to hurry up and get married and live a very traditional lifestyle of that, have kids, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and so, even in that marriage, I never felt comfortable being honest about that with my partner. It was a very unhealthy relationship. It was a very toxic relationship. It was a very abusive relationship. Yeah. And. I didn't have that feeling that any of my community was going to be okay with me saying like, hey, I'm a bisexual. Are you guys okay with that? Because I, again, it was Christian church. I was very involved in my church. I went to a private Baptist university for my wow. degree. Um, I was like two steps away from probably going to like something like seminary to be like a youth pastor or something like that because I really loved working with Whew. youth. Um and so it wasn't until like, I, I kind of like, as I could feel that marriage ending, I was like, okay, well, maybe when that ends and I finally get released from that, I can be honest about this. And it, I mean, that's basically how it worked out was I got divorced and then I was able to like, I felt uh, that I had the opportunity to finally be a little honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it came out to you first. I think it was at uh, our friend Bernie's house. Was it? Because yeah. I was house sitting and I came out to you. I think it was like in like the back, like the side alleyway of the house. Something like you that. You like, we were walking and you like stopped me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're I like, want come to talk here. to you guys in there. Turn yeah. off the lights. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't, Don't look, look at me. me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Which is funny because like if you, you came out to me first, Andy came out to you first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to come out to you first, Andy? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Any takers? <laughs> Any, anybody in the studio right now? It's a safe place. It's a safe place. To share. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it was you and I think it was Patrick Salazar here at the mm-hmm, office was mm-hmm. like the second person I came out to because I was like, okay. You came out to me on a panel after we kissed. Oh, did I? That was when you came did out to I? me. Yes. Uh, when I said, oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. When, when we did the Yu Gi Oh panel and then we smooched or whatever, and you're like, and I did said, Did you say back to me, me too? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that's that. When we, that's oh, when wow. I came out to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was on a panel really close Soft to some launch. microphones. Yeah, really. It was. It was, <laughs> was probably like, not the most John was like, I'm by. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. That was actually not an uncommon occurrence I found in coming out to people was very uh, nonchalantly almost. Well, not the nonchalant part, was that I, you are not the only instance where I told somebody I'm bi and they came back out to me and they went, oh, me too. Like, cause I I, it, I think there is- It's immediate comfort. It's immediate comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, you you are putting down- like there a, goes the barrier. Yeah, you're yeah. putting down a stake and you're going, safe zone, safe zone. It's the yep. same thing that happens if you're like, can I, can I gossip about someone real quick? I, this person is a dick. And, they oh, yeah, it, yeah. and they're like, oh my God, I know. And you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, thank God we can talk about this. <laughs> well, they have to like ease into it. Like how do they feel about yeah. this person? Oh, they hate this person too? Excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it was, uh, I, felt, I felt mostly comfortable coming out here in the office because uh, for, for all the tumultuous story that is this company, it's always been a place I have felt safe being open about like my queerness. Yeah. Um, and I love that our company now is just rampant with a bunch of queer people. I feel like the majority of people who work here. Well, the funny thing is that the straight minority it's I yeah think, honestly yeah. yeah we're probably not quite there but we are we're evening out it might be half and half um is that as a dad nice. uh i now have Bye. i have kids that are older now i have a 13 year old no i have a 12 year old about to turn 13 close you scared me first I'm, I'm two months away from having a 13 year old um and i have a 10 year old as well and oh God, uh both at, digits. yeah i know i'm i'm, I'm so i'm so ancient um what I've realized in talking with them about their experience of growing up is that the this, the generational issue of being open about queerness, it is dying off. Yeah. Um, because while it was highly awkward and 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 uh, uncomfortable to talk about, you know, even the the spectrum of it all, the bisexual side, mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. less being able just to say I'm gay. Um, the kids now ex- they they accept 
the fluidity of it all, mm-hmm. the figuring it out of it mm-hmm. all, the thing, the, the you, what you're talking about, it can change. You you can be still, you can still like, you know, say you're something right now and then a year later be like, actually, I, I you know, I, I identify as this. Even uh, uh, here, uh, Blizz. Yeah, uh, uh, is has was was open about a change in like what how he had part of his identity. Um, yeah, I think it was an episode of Always Open we did where he almost had that realization of like, oh, I think I might be this. Yeah, like just mm-hmm. just talking about it and hearing other people's stories and like being able to relate to other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that helps you figure out more about. Sometimes yourself. talking through it or seeing it out, it's like, yeah. oh, it really. This yeah, is- oh, I identify with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, and I don't think that like it's gone. I'm not saying like, hey, mission accomplished. This ain't George Bush on on an aircraft carrier kind of moment. <laughs> um, but uh, this is it, it's <laughs> you, it, the level of nonchalantness attached to that uh, experience yeah. is heartwarming because it's just not a big deal to them. Like uh, uh, my eldest came out to <clears throat> me like a few years ago. And she was just like, she was just so, like, I, honestly, I, I'm sure she felt like very comfortable with her dad. Although Does she I've, know you're- I've never been fully open with okay. them about it. They and like n- never an explicit, they, <laughs> they, they that's, that's what I figured was that like, <laughs> I didn't think there's gonna be a point where they were like, dad's really straight. Cause they're just, yeah. they're just not gonna do that. <laughs> I've, um, I've seen your decor. <laughs> yeah. And your uh, fashion choices. My fashion choices, yeah. my mannerisms, that kind of thing. And, uh, but like, you know, and, and she even at one point went through, I don't mean this in a mean way. She went through a phase Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of experimenting with different pronouns. And I guess she landed towards, uh, going back to she, her kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But like, they're just like, yeah, we're figuring it out. Just like I'm figuring out what my favorite video game is, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and so that's heartening to me to be able to experience that in in real time of like, okay, it is, it is getting better. It actually is. Um, uh, again, a graduate in 02 that was not the case it was all mm. high school it was uh or yes college. high school okay graduated high school in 02 he's Whoa. older than us i'm very old um <laughs> there was you know it was nothing but toxic masculinity yeah. it was nothing but mm-hmm. like i myself used gay as a derogatory term multiple I think, times. I think oh, we, we all, all did. did. Yeah, I, I mean, that was did. just like I mean, I, languages and yeah, like all that stuff changes so drastically, especially in the last 10 years. When you're, a, it's, it, it, from my experience, being a, a a confused, closeted little queer boy, I wanted nothing but to be accepted and to feel like I was in. And what I saw was that toxic masculinity yep. and being mean about that and even using slurs like that against people in a negative way mm-hmm. helped me be part of a tribe that I was desperately trying to find because I couldn't find the other tribe because I didn't know what other tribe I was supposed to be a part or of. Or if they, if they existed, they felt the same way as you where they wanted to hide it and, and it, suppress it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like my my personal activities and my my social group was going to offer like, oh yeah, there's the queer kids over there you can go hang out with and feel feel involved. Like they were nowhere. They were nowhere. And again, that's probably why here at Rooster Teeth, I felt like I was like, it's like, oh, they're here. They're here. <laughs> that's there's one right there running broadcast. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, no, not you, not you, Sarah. I'm talking about Patrick, the the, the big gay. Um, <laughs> also, Sarah. But you, but you were you were part of the inclusion. Yes, you were. Yeah, I know. I'm saying <laughs> a gay. I'm saying John, I'm also a gay. I'm saying there. when John came to Rooster Teeth, 
just even like, you know, the fact that, you know, Patrick was here and I had such a close relationship with Patrick with through my show on the spot. Yeah. That was adding to feeling open about it. And there was plenty of other instances. I don't want to just make it like Patrick's only when it made it feel comfortable, even like Lindsay coming out as non-binary and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And and just m- the more and more that we've had that here, um, that's what made me be like, oh, this is where I can be safe. I can be safe here and come out here. Um, I came out here before I came out to my family. I came out yeah. to my family eventually and they were very accepting. In fact, my I've, I've said this before, my favorite response was that my mom and I are the typical queer uh, son and mother where we're the closest with each other. And I got on the phone with all of them and I was telling my mom, and I was like, mom, blah, 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 I'm bisexual. And then she's like, she's like, I know, are you gonna ask me about my day? <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. The most mom response. Yeah, yeah. Again, you talk about, you joke like, you know, my kids, like they know, like my mom knew also. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's what my mom was like, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew yeah. a long time ago. Moms know. Dads will deny it maybe a little bit. I'm not saying my, mine my did, dad but... was like my dad was still like because he was just visiting. He's like, you got to find yourself a conservative girlfriend. I'm like, I got a couple. Ice, I got a couple things to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> couple things not gonna work out yeah, there yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Um, I think he knows, but I think he's just like not accepting it. But it's yeah, yeah, that's fine, what I'm saying. For some, like he doesn't like he was trying to like. He was trying to set me up with every female bartender we went to. He's trying. It's, he it's, a, like, it's a desperate. I, it was plea. it was a joke, but he was like, "Oh, she's cute." I'm like, "Mm-hmm." He's just really trying. Yeah, yeah. But so that's fine. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> he tried. He tried. Fine well, effort. Thank you guys for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. We have a, a question that is very on the nose for our our discussion here. It's a bit long, so strap in. I'm a 26 year old male, and about two years ago, after lots of soul searching, self reflection, and listening to shows like Always Open. I learned to accept the fact that I am bisexual. I grew up in a very traditional religious and Latino household. I was raised going to church every Sunday, and LGBT people were always spoken about negatively, although I did know a couple of people who were openly gay growing up. Even though I have, ident- I've, I have identified as bi for two years now, I've only come out to four people, three close friends, and my girlfriend. I still identify as Christian, and I am very involved with my church, although nobody goes to my church. nobody who goes to my church knows about my sexual identity. To make everything more complicated, I am very involved in my church. Prior to the pandemic, I was on the worship team volunteering with Awana. Yeah, uh, Awana. Which is a, a kid's church ministry. Yeah. Participated in a group to revise the mission and values of the church and finally ended up serving on the church board. I am in year one of a three term on the board, which has seven members. My church is non-affirming and has policies stating that they believe marriage is only between a man and a woman. I am not sure what the right decision I should make is. Should I try to finish out my three-year term and do what I can to make things better for LGBT people in the church by holding onto my position and trying to be a voice that pushes for more inclusion in the church? Coming out means I will likely have to step down from all of my involvement with the church. I will have to deal with the drama with my family, and I'm not sure how my friends in the church will react. I'm afraid that being honest will just result with me being pushed out without making any positive change where I am. I know this is complicated without a clear answer, but I would appreciate your thoughts on the subject. That's heavy and very complicated. Yes, um, but a great question. And that uh, is quite the dilemma. Yes, it's. I'll, I'll say I'll say one quick thing about. Uh, we can we can dive into a lot of that, but I'll say one quick thing about um, coming out. Um, I'm of two minds with with coming out of the closet. Um, I think everyone should absolutely come out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And that I say that from experience of someone who held it in for so long. It's like and you that, got one life, shoot your shot. Yes, 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 yes. yes. You also, like look how much happier. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Just being it, yourself, being your it's true self. Literally, it's like I don't want to say it's like ripping off a band-aid because I mean you could, there's there's a couple ways you can do it. Like you said, you could stagger it out or you can just do one big. It is a 
it is a it is it is a is an indeterminate uh, varying level of that leap of faith is what it is. is it's that true. It is you are sometimes people are stepping down a little step. And it's just like, that's all it is. Some mm-hmm. people are jumping down into a well yep. of, you know, the, the Not complica- knowing how deep it is. <laughs> complicated quagmire of what could result in it. And so I'm of the mindset, like everyone should come out of the closet. And I encourage everyone to be open about yourself, open to true to yourself internally and true to your, your, your people that care about you. Because those who care about you and don't know that don't, aren't caring about the full you. Um, mm. I'm also of the mindset there is no rush in coming out. It is, your, it is your timeline. It is your story. Um, when you feel comfortable doing it, um, do it. Um, so, cause there is, there's pressure on both ends of like people going like, cause we have like things like coming out day and we, we have so much of the queer community that tells people. That's like, what got me. Yeah, it did. <laughs> gotcha. Social media pressure. Me. <laughs> um, but, but I, I fear that the other side of it is not as often emphasized. It's not completely non-existent, but it's like the, your time. It's yes. your time. Yes. This is it. Just like I'm saying, it's your story to live. It is your story to live. Um, all that said, like the religious part of it, that is so complicated. I understand that. Yeah. Um, and as someone who like grew up in that and is no longer practicing in that and is, is, is a, a, a full on like went down the path of like, I'm an, I'm an atheist. I don't believe any of that anymore. Um, I, I have a little bit of a biased opinion on it that I that I'll I'll call out because I am an atheist and so I don't see you know the benefit of that connection you're still having but I know that connection like that can still be beneficial mm-hmm. connection like your community and your church people and your friends because often it sounds like this person's describing as like these are the people that they've grown up with these it's are like people, a community yeah, yeah. and it sounds and like, like you're very very close with them too and and I know from experience like it can be scary to abandon that to go rebuild a new one that yep. you don't know where you're going to find it. I lucked yeah. out that I got rooster teeth. You had a good support network. I had a good support system. And that's key. Um, and I and I, I, I don't live with my family anymore, mm-hmm. so there wasn't even that pressure of having to be like yeah. closeted while they were here. Yeah. I live in Austin, Texas, right. which is a very... And even, yeah, and I feel like even though my family was pretty open about me coming out, I felt like it was definitely easier being separated away yeah, from yeah, them yeah. and being on my own. Because you don't have to every single day. It, it, having to look at them and be yeah. like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, same old deal. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know. It's like it's growing up conservative, not as religious as you, obviously. Yeah. But it's uh, it's just a whole can of worms. Like, I, I didn't know who to come out to or even if I was ever going to come out because that's just how I felt in my 20s. But somebody who's like so deeply involved with your church, that's tough but on the other hand because yeah, that is the people that is the people but but on the you. other hand these people already know who you are and i feel like you telling them that you're bisexual isn't going to change that well Sup- sh- suppose should it shouldn't shouldn't but there but i i like i don't want to i don't want to yeah i don't want to gloss over the the reality is that you know there's a good chance that if you come out to this kind of a group especially in the position of like leadership that you're in okay. um you are going to get reactions that you're not going to want yeah. but that he, is not your responsibility there in this quote we did have to cut it down a little bit because it was a very long question but he also did mention i remember saying that he did come out to someone else at his church who he felt he was friends mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. and they completely just like yeah disowned him yeah and we're like Jeez. i don't i don't approve of your lifestyle yeah. like we can't be friendly anymore like this is not and that's where way. i mean we don't dig into it that's where my main issue with religion comes from it's just the prejudice it's sure just like people just like not accepting people for who they are they can't help it especially in a way that it does not affect you at all exactly it's just them living their somebody yeah living. somebody's sexual orientation has, should have no impact on who and their yeah. responsibilities or duties whether yours it be impacts me all the time and obviously there's a whole lot to get into and it's a very controversial subject so we won't get into it um because like with 
especially the Bible, I think there was a something that happened in it was 1946 where it was mi- it was translated but mistranslated um to the word homosexual. Oh, there yeah. Yeah, they're like they're like nowhere in the Bible does it say that like God hates the gay. I think it was mistranslated from like a um, pedophile. Essentially. Oh, okay. It's yeah. it is. Uh, I I can speak on that a little bit more uh, of that. Uh, yeah, you you are one hundred percent correct that it's been you know whether it happened nineteen forty, but uh, exactly. But the that's a problem I have with the the religious uh, doctorate today is that it is in fact based off of um, I've been reading a book that actually goes it goes back into the 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 far past history of the documentation of the text for the Bible and everything. And we're talking about stuff that was based off of stuff that was based off of stuff that someone said, that someone heard someone say, that someone heard someone say based off of document that someone lost at some point. That is the level of disconnect. It's a broken telephone. It's a a bad game of telephone. But that doesn't help this person because that's like, that's like an understanding of like, you know, you can, that there is, you're you're right. There is no. This is more my personal frustrations with something like that having such a, grand effect right. on well, people's lives. Uh, so much of that has been based around like uh, the exertion of power and domination over individuals because that extends beyond even queer people and extends into women, that extends into uh, people, anything that's the other. Yes. Um, anything that was the other other than the people that were in the position of power. And that's often how religion in all religions, well, not all religions, I won't say that's hyperbolic, but a lot of religion, uh, religious uh, systems exercise that. Not all of them. There are some great religious people. There are some great religious systems out there that provide a great service. And I also understand that this person who's going through this, like they don't want to completely, you know, uh, cut ties with a support system. Cause that's something I do have now that I'm, I'm getting to this age where I'm a little bit more nostalgic about certain parts of my life. Now that I've gone far enough away from the, the dumpster fire that it was, mm-hmm. yeah. is that there is a level of like, uh, oh, it was nice having that support system mm-hmm. of just like people mm-hmm. and resources and uh, y- just things that were there for you. And so I can understand that that there's so many levels of fear that can be involved with losing that, especially if you're saying this person did come out to somebody and they they they, they exercise yeah. their worst. So it fear. kind of that's gave the, them yeah, like shell shock, essentially, yeah. of just like not wanting to not feeling comfortable enough to do that mm-hmm. on a bigger scale because of that one individual that's not the good that's not the good first response you want so yeah i I agree with john that i feel like you should absolutely come out but definitely on your own terms whether it's now or after this third term of your serving this board or whatever you i mean i still feel like it's healthy because you feel like you feel like a huge weight lift off you and you're being really start to enjoy your life if you're not already i assume you are but i felt like there's just the whole stigma towards it like you said there is somebody already cut you off that sucks but not everyone's going to do that Right. You know, it's just like you can't just have that one individual mindset have it affect everyone else you're going to tell because it's not like that. Well, I think you, you, I think everybody needs to take some time to think about uh, what is the best version, best version of my life where I'm happy mm-hmm. and be open to versions of that that uh, might be scary. Yes. Yeah. Like coming out of the closet, possibly getting a little ostracized from some of your support system or getting, you know, losing some of the positions that you're in that you enjoy, you know, helping with in your community. Um, but just because those things happen doesn't mean you can't live a happy, better life post that. Yeah. I, I obviously have different perspective because I have not been through any of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I have never grown up like in a super religious family. I've never dealt with like trying to come out in a religious situation um so obviously take my advice and my thoughts with a grain of salt i will just say my opinion on it um i agree with you guys i think 
come like trying to find the version of yourself that you could be the happiest yeah um and most content with yourself if mm -hmm. you feel like you know what i want to come out like i'm ready I, I want people to know who i am but i don't want to get ostracized from this church or a group of people in the church or or be kicked out of this um committee or whatever it is and that's the only thing stopping you i feel like it you probably that's for the best if you aren't part of that anymore because in my opinion life is so fucking short yep that if you are not spending as much time as you can being your most authentic self, true to yourself, happy with yourself, happy with the people around you and accepted by the people around you, mm -hmm. that life and those people are not worth your time. Mm -hmm. It's true. And I know it's tough with religion because people are so, you know, so a, ingrained in their day to day lives. Right. And it's so like very important to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to diminish that, but it's. But it's just it's like, again, life. it's the hypocrisy of it. I mean, we don't have to go into it, but it's just, like, it's, just well, like, it's, it's just like spreading the word and love of God unless you're gay. Or, you know, it's, if you're, if you're straight, if, if you're born different, then we don't want it. But everyone else except the word of God. It's like... It's it's very backwards. It's just... I, I, uh, there There is also like... Uh, there's a level of joy you can experience post coming out that you couldn't experience prior. And and it's it is... There's a, it's, it's, you are going to find fun in your life. You're going to find joy. You're going to find brightness in your life that you, in ways that you, you were completely, not completely, but you were in certain ways cordoning off your, you, yourself from experiencing. Yes. Absolutely. You know, like, I'm sorry, just on a very specific level, when Andy and I get to be catty little gay bitches together. <laughs> Those are some of the happiest moments of my life when we get to be just Go a bunch a of Starbucks runs and just yeah, judge people in the park. When we get to just be like, <laughs> it's, uh, like bring me sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been, you know, I consider Andy my best friend. I would have, he would have been my best friend if mm -hmm. you'd been a big old straight heterosexual. Um, but the, whenever I've made these connections, and Andy's a great example of connecting with other queer people, mm -hmm. it is a fulfilling connection that I have never experienced with specifically you know the the non the the straight members like i'm still i love i love you could touch me. everybody i love all of my friends everything like that <laughs> but um you it's like it's like you get to see another color when you get to connect with the queer community just another in level of comfort way, in an open way right. it's an it's a deeper understanding yeah. of each other yeah. yeah and i i also think that you know if you want if you're still very dedicated to your religion and maybe this is just not the church for you because i know there's also churches that are more accepting of sure. lgbtq yep. sure. people mm -hmm. and like more open to that kind of lifestyle and have more people within the church who identify that way so maybe it's just a matter of or, finding a church yeah. that whether that you means feel safer in coming out and severing ties and going to another church or just going out an irish goodbye going out the back door but they're going to wonder where you went so yeah. I feel like you're gonna. I mean, it's gonna come up regardless, anyways. So I feel like I would say, on your own terms, definitely come out because that's it's the best thing for you, I believe, at least. And whether you stay on this committee or not, do it after the committee, find a new church, find new people that will accept you. I feel like that's the best thing for you, honestly. Absolutely. It just sucks that it's just a shitty situation to be in, but yeah, it's like you know you can't help it. You know, we're sending you strength. You can sending you strength. Um, and anyone else? Oh, I can help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, wonderful question, and we do appreciate the the vulnerability it takes to ask a question like that. It's, it was heavy. It's yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, but yeah, we're sending you love and strength, uh, and hope that everything goes well for you and that you're happy ultimately. Yeah. Um, Be safe. Do yeah. it in a safe way. And uh, if you have a question for us for the show for any future episodes, you could email alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Andy, John, thank mm. you so much. 
that's our episode. We did it. We, did it. Yeah, we solved everything. We did it. I appreciate you guys. Coming, Everyone's gay now. Coming out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, John, people could find you over here at Rooster Teeth. But anything else you want to plug before we end the episode? Uh oh, I, I I have I'm I'm a little nerd. I have a nerd podcast that I do on my own time called Class of X. Andy's been on it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be have on again. You on it. Yeah, I'm, gonna be on again. I'm gonna have Andy on it again. It's just uh, a podcast I made because uh, no one will talk to me about X Men, so I force my friends to read X Men, and then I force them to talk to me about and it. It's called Class of X. Class of X. I'm gonna need your Marvel Unlimited password because I got. <laughs> Could uh, people find that on podcast? Platforms? You can find that anywhere on 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 podcast platforms. Fantastic. Yeah, I would love for people to join me there. Absolutely. And Andy, where can people find you? Anything you uh, want to put? I'm on Instagram, Andy.Blanchard, I believe. I don't even know. Or Andy <laughs> the Blanche on Twitter. Uh, I might start streaming again. No promises, but I might do that. Just going to do something. So, What's I, your what's your I, Twitch I, handle, just in case? <laughs> I think it's Andy Blanchard. I think it's okay. Andy Blanchard. Okay. We'll, get, we'll find it. We'll find You'll it. You'll find it. I yeah. was going to say... I'm a huge fan of Andy streaming. I want Andy. To- I don't like to stream by myself. If I can do co-streaming, oh, I'll do that. I don't like. I, I don't like. I can't. I can't. I can't do a solo stream. I'm not like Michael Jones. Where I can just talk and talk and talk and support thing. I can't do that. I work better on like off. Okay, like, I'd, off I'd, I'd be happy yeah, to, to, to play some games with Let's you. I love you streaming. Thank you. Any, I, I secretly, I want you to be happy, and I want you to do a level of like content creation that makes you happy. And uh-huh. if it's no content creation makes you happy, do that. But I like Andy content, Thank so you. I'm here to consume. I was kind of fading into obscurity for a bit, but I kind of you know, dip my toe into <laughs> it again. <laughs> dip my toe into it again. I'm sure people will love that. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for uh, having me. And thank you all for watching this episode of Always Open. We will see you next week. <laughs> we still on? Oh, okay. Fade to black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>